0: There's a kind of anticipation like what we saw up here tonight with these young ladies that came forward that as they began to worship the Lord, that God was going to show up and they would sense his presence. They expected it. They anticipated it, and so therefore they made room for it. They expected good. They anticipated good to come. And then there's those that there's another kind of anticipation. Maybe it's a negative kind of anticipation. It's a, there's a word for it. It's called Foreboding. It's where there's a sense of worry that's attached to your expectation. Maybe you go to the doctor and you're anticipating a good test result, but you get a bad test result. And so there's an anticipation. There's a nervousness that goes along with the circumstances of life. And the thing of it is is that anticipation has come to have a sense of dread about it. But really the word anticipation comes from a Latin word and it's pronounced, if I'm pronouncing it right, anticipatio, which which isn't based on a feeling of expectation necessarily, but it's based on action and preparation. In other words, people are expecting it, whatever it is. People are living in a state of expecting something to happen, be it good or bad. And so therefore, they go into this mode of preparation. People that live by faith anticipate good and that God is going to move. People that live by fear anticipate bad and that the devil is going to move. So anticipation is not so much a word based on feeling. There is feeling, but it's not based in feeling. A biblical anticipation would mean we are driven by the Spirit of God where God has birthed something in us and we see it coming down the road and so we are preparing and we are acting in advance for what God is about to do. We are anticipating a move of God. So therefore, we plan for it and we adjust and we prepare for the move of God. How many of you know what I'm talking about tonight? So for the believer, anticipation means that we expect to open our eyes to what God's purpose is and to make room for what God has told us is coming. That's anticipation. Somebody tell your neighbor, make room. It's time to expect. Are you making room for what's coming in your life? Are you making room for what God wants to do in you? Are you making room for what God wants to do in your children's lives? Are you making room for what God wants to do in your church? Are you making room for what God wants to do in your ministry? Are you anticipating? Are you planning? Are you foreseeing God's plan and purpose and are you adjusting for it? When you look uh, in Hebrews 11, talks about there's an anticipation of the flood that's coming. And he had been warned about things that he had not yet seen. But then it talks about how he is anticipating, so there's a place of preparation for it. Anticipation is an expression of faith. Somebody say amen. In the face of all of life's circumstances, it involves Taking bold risks. When you anticipate something big, you are going to step out and take a big, bold risk. It involves hanging in there when you want to give up. It involves faithfulness. And let me just stop and say that some of us need to allow the Holy Spirit to restore a level of anticipation in our lives. There's been a lot of people that have been kicked around in this earth. Come on. There's been a lot of people that have been beat up spiritually. There are a lot of people that have gone through hard circumstances, they've gone through situations, they almost have given up. They've gotten cold, they've gotten different, and they've actually anticipated more from the enemy than what they anticipate from God. They've given the enemy more credit, the enemy more, more due than what they have got. They have more faith in the enemy than what they do God. And so, instead of anticipating God's going to show up and move in His time, we've we've allowed ourselves to just sit back and just kind of take it easy because, after all, life's going to just come and say la vie. Such is life. What will be, will be. What's the point of faith? Am I making sense tonight? The fact of the matter is, maybe we are that generation that's living in the last days. But we have got to let our anticipation meet the demands of the time. And can I tell you that it is time that we have our level of faith and expectation and anticipation come up a notch. Because the nonsense of the world demands that the church start living in anticipation by faith. And start operating in faith. We have to get ourselves... In a position for God's purpose. You are here for a purpose. You are not here just to exist for a small amount of time in the history of the world and just pass on. You are here to make a difference in this time. And so we have to anticipate the move of God as we foresee it coming. And we have to plan and we have to prepare. Anticipation involves acts of obedience empowered by the Holy Spirit that will bring about deliverance and breakthrough when you take possession of God's promise by faith. It's all a faith walk. It's all a faith walk. When you look in the Scriptures to give an example and you think about that span of time before between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there was roughly 400 years of silence. The Bible says that the Word of God was What was scarce in those days. 400 years where there had not really been any written word. 400 years where God had not really spoken to any prophets. It was seldom in those days. 400 years where there was really no fresh word from God. There was no rhema word. No prophets to speak of. Then at the end of those 400 years, that gap, the Bible says in Luke chapter 3 verse 15... In the easy-to-read version, that's actually the name of the version, easy-to-read version. It says everyone was hoping for the Messiah to come. They were anticipating. They were hoping for the Messiah to come, and they wondered about John. Talking about John the Baptist, they thought, well, maybe he is the Messiah. Now, the HCSB version says this. Now, the people were waiting expectantly and all of them were debating in their minds whether John might be the Messiah. We need to understand if God is going to do something, he is looking for people that are having an anticipation and wondering what he might be doing. He is looking for a people that are expecting and anticipated with bated breath that God is going to show up and move in their life's situations. Somebody say Amen in the house. People say, "Well, Josh, I've sat around and I don't seem to. Nothing seems to be happening. Nothing good seems to be going on. It seems like the devil is winning at every turn. It seems like the enemy has taken uh, taken victory at every turn." Can I want to remind you that God can and will do the impossible for you again? God can and He will do the impossible for you. God wants us to expect much of him. Now that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. People say, well, Josh, can we really anticipate and expect God to move? I don't know. Can you expect much from the God that gave up his only son for you and said that he would give us all good things according to Romans chapter eight, verse 32? Can you expect from a God that says, I love you so much, I'm gonna send my only son for you. That's how much I love you, but I'm not gonna do anything else for you. The Word of God says that He will give us all good things according to the book of Romans. So even though we might go through seasons and even though we might go through times of testing and we go through times of trial, it's in those moments that God is perfecting your faith. But if you will just anticipate, if you will just hang true, if you will just expect that the Word of God is true and that nothing stands firm like the Word of God, hang on, baby. God's going to show up on your behalf. If you expect much, you're going to get much. If you don't expect anything, guess what? You're going to get little. When we anticipate that God is going to be faithful to his word, we can be confident of a move of God. We can take it to the bank. We can anticipate that God is going to move when we praise him, just like he did a minute ago. We can anticipate that God's going to be faithful when you give. God been faithful to anybody? We can anticipate answered prayers. We can anticipate miracles coming our way. We can anticipate healings. We can anticipate love and affection from God when you worship Him. We can anticipate forgiveness when we truly repent and come to Him in godly sorrowfulness. We can anticipate a move of the Holy Spirit whenever we worship the Lord. I love what Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 says. It says that He erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed us, and He's taken it out of the way by nailing to the cross. In other words, there is nothing in the way it's stopping you from getting your miracle. It may not come when you want it to come, but you live in a state of anticipation where you say, God, I don't know when you're going to do it, but you're bigger than me and you're smarter than me. You've got a better plan than I could ever dream up and I'm going to trust you and I'm going to anticipate that you're going to come through. Your word said you would, so I'm going to trust you and believe it and God will move. But Josh, I've prayed and I'm not seeing what I've longed for. That just means something better's coming. Something better. But Josh, I've prayed and, and God said no. I prayed and, and God said no in response. That's when you thank Him because He saved you from something. You say, Well, Josh, I've prayed and hardship hasn't passed yet. It will, it's a season. Take it to the bank. It's a season. And God is working something in you far more eternal than you could ever imagine. I've known many people, even as of late, that have given testimony to the fact that some of the hardships that they've endured in their lives, had they not went through the hardships, they would not be the people they are and the Lord they are today. It's just that simple. You say, you mean to tell me God will put you in a corner sometimes and, 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 and he will test you and try you to perfect you? That's exactly what I'm telling you he'll do. He loves you just that much. But what about us here tonight? We come in, do we come in anticipating something good? Do we come in really anticipating that God could pour out his spirit on you tonight? Do we come in anticipating that God's going to pour out his spirit on your family? Do we come in anticipating a miracle? What about deliverance? What about deliverance? Do we anticipate that that unsaved child might get, might get saved? You know what you do? You plan for it and you prepare for it. Well, my child I've prayed for, they're not saved, but God, I'm just believing. You start planning and you start preparing and you start getting ready to celebrate a heavenly birthday that the moment that they get reborn. I mean, you do things in anticipation and by faith that God's going to answer his word. What about anticipation of healing? maybe healing physically, maybe healing from depression, maybe healing from suicidal thoughts. Come on, somebody. That maybe tonight is the night. The earth is looking for someone to stand up in anticipation of something truly good and marvelous. And if the church is not going to do it, my, how the world would be different if the church would just come in and believe and practice what we claim to believe if we just anticipated a strong, mighty God to change things in the earth. I know it seems like we're down to the wire. We're living in a time of depravity in this world. And it seems like things have just gotten worse by the moment and by the day. But I anticipate a in a nick of time miracle. You ever had anything just show up in the nick of time? I mean, you're down to the wire, but in the nick of time, it came through. I anticipate to be delivered from all the nonsense going on. Let me say that again. I anticipate to be delivered from all the nonsense going on in the world. That's why we can have joy. That's why we can have a sense of peace. That's why we can have a sense of uh, pray and we can believe. Listen, the Bible points out in a day and time in which we live that maybe maybe we really genuinely are the last generation that's going to be on the face of the earth. I don't know. The Bible points out that it's going to be like as in the days of Noah. It's going to be a lawless time. That's how you know you've entered the last time. There's going to be a time of lawlessness unlike any other time in the history of the world. That's exactly where we are right now. But here's the point. If that's really true, and maybe we are that generation, and I believe we are, then I also know according to the scripture that God is going to snatch us up out of here in a thing called the rapture in the nick of time. That's what gives me peace. That's what gives me joy. That's what gives me confidence that I can anticipate that God's going to come through for me and he'll do the same for you. People say, but Josh, I don't see God moving in America. Well, you're wrong. I just don't know how else to say it other than you're wrong. Even here in our own church in the last couple months, best I can tell, we've had 40 or 50 people saved. We baptized, I I think it was 35 or 37 people. God's moving, even here locally. You say, okay, Joshua, what about on a local scale? Well, I guess you heard about that little revival they had at Asbury that broke loose and people coming from all over the world to participate. The news is getting out. You say, okay, Josh, but what about the big issues that we prayed for? Listen, what about a year ago? In fact, I think we just celebrated the anniversary of it just a few days ago. What about the celebration of the fact that God struck a blow on the abortion debate? That was 50 years in the making. 50 years in the making, 50 years of people planning and warring and fighting and praying, and they anticipated victory. And 50 years later, the year of Jubilee, a time of celebration came and God struck a blow. Don't tell me God's not moving. I know things are bad, but you know why things look so bad? Because the enemy gets all the attention. Why isn't the church giving God any attention? We got to start celebrating the Lord. We got to start anticipating the things of God. That he's moving. I love what Romans 8:17 says. I pointed this out in the Sunday school class today. It says that we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That means we have a double claim. Let me just stop and say, you have a double claim on the promises of God. You're not just uh, uh, heirs of God, but you're also joint heirs with Jesus Christ. This verse makes me wonder if we anticipate receiving anything from God or doing anything for God. All of us in here are heirs of somebody, and, and, and if if family relations are good and all that, you can anticipate getting something from your, from, from, your, from your family. Amen? Somebody passes on, you're going to get an inheritance. And I want to tell you something. God, you can take it to the bank that God wants to bless his people. The Lord gave me this. If we don't start living in anticipation of the goodness of God, we're going to live in the hopelessness of the world. If we don't start living in anticipation of the goodness of God, we're going to live in the hopelessness of the world. We're going to live just like the world lives. That's why the world lives for the day. The world lives for the moment. The world live, they, they don't even think about a year in advance. They don't even think about next week, most of them. They just live in the moment to have fun and to celebrate. But how many of you know we as believers, we're living for the next life? The life to come. God has done great things for every person in here, but that's not all he's got. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the mind of man the things that God's got planned for his people. It's time that we stand up in anticipation that God is moving on our behalf. And listen, maybe you feel trapped. Maybe you feel tapped out. Maybe you feel like your faith reserve is low, that it's depleted, that you've prayed, that, that, that there's no real answer to your prayer. I want to tell you that God is bigger than all that. God is bigger than your heart. He's bigger than your prayers. He's bigger than all of that. You think about the lame man in Acts chapter 3 that Peter and John met at the gate. and As they were going through that lame man, he had the right to expect alms. He had the right to expect something. As they went into the temple, as they were passing through the gate, this lame man, he had the right to expect that they would dig into their pocket, get out their change, in this case my rappers, and that he would you know, kind of toss it into the plate as they went by. Can I tell you, he got more than he bargained for that day. And the same is true when it comes to the things of God. With God, you get more than you are bargained for. And if you'll just start anticipating the goodness of God, you will start making room for those things, and God will give you more than you bargained for. Maybe you came in here tonight and your marriage is in trouble. Josh, there's no hope. There's no way we're going to be able to reconcile. Tonight could be the night. Maybe you come in here tonight and you're addicted to something. Tonight could be the night of deliverance. Maybe you come in here and you're saved or you brought somebody unsaved with you. I don't know if they're ever going to get saved. Tonight could be the night. People are walking around. They're living in this place of unmet expectation. Unmet expectation. If you live in a place of unmet expectation, your faith will die. We have got to start anticipating the move of God by faith and watch Him begin to move in our lives. Because if not, we'll start walking around in unfaithfulness, We'll walk around in bitterness. We'll become ungrateful. Come on. It'll cause you to miss out on the blessings of God. But if we have a sense of anticipation from God, the Holy Spirit will move, and there's several things that'll happen. I want to point out to you tonight. There's several things that'll happen when you anticipate God to move because God will move by the agent of the Holy Spirit. And there's several things that will happen when you anticipate the move of God. The Holy Spirit will, number one, He'll do several things. I just want to hit on these briefly. Is that He will come and He will occupy you. He will come and He will occupy you. You know, there's an old saying that, you know, you ask people if they've received the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I've got the Holy Spirit. Well, the real question is, does the Holy Spirit have you? You may have the Holy Spirit, but has the Holy Spirit occupied you? Occupy, that is more of a military term in relation to military force. It's an occupying force. In other words, if you're going to come in and occupy something, you've got complete and total control. There's no parameter. There's no area that you're not in control of. When you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and you anticipate the move of God, one of the first things he'll do is he will want to occupy every area of your life. Come on. And when you step back and you surrender those areas to the Lord, He will come in and He will occupy you. That's number one. Number two, He will come in and He will encompass you or He will engulf you. The Bible says in Luke 24 and verse 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. The word endued in the English means this. It means to sink into, to put on or to clothe oneself. In other words, when you are engulfed or when you are encompassed, you are completely surrounded by the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that is a, that, that, that's, that's a comforting thought? Where the Holy Spirit's got your back. Where you are engulfed. The third thing is, He will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. John 14 and 26, But the Helper, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance that I have said to you. I know what it is to be in situations, to be preaching, to be in conversations, to be in counseling sessions, whatever you want to call it, and and, and you get... Tripped up, you don't really know what to say in certain situations and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will just come and inspire you and he'll begin to direct you. He'll begin to give you advice on what to say. You need to say this now. You need to say this here. You should say this. Don't say that. How many of you know what I'm talking about? He'll begin to teach you and these things out of the Word of God. As you begin to rely on the Word of God, as you spend time in the Word, as you spend time in prayer, as you meditate and as you praise, God will begin to bring all of these things back to remembrance because He's teaching your heart, He's teaching your soul. And when you come in with anticipation, the Holy Spirit, He will inspire you. He will inspire you. He'll give an impression How many of you ever had impressions of the Holy Spirit? Dear Lord, raise your hand. if anybody. We're Pentecostal in the house. All right, very good. The Lord will give you an impression on something where the Holy Spirit will come in and he'll just, you don't even know why, the Holy Spirit will say, go pray for that person. And as you're walking over to pray for him, Lord, what am I praying about? What am I praying for? He tells you, you need to pray about this. And you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you, say these words. He'll tell you, be this blessing, give a blessing. Sometimes your blessing is just simply in the things that you say. Other times your blessing, as you follow the Holy Spirit, is things that you give people. The Holy Spirit will say, call that person. Encourage that person. Send that person a text. Share the gospel to that person. He'll say, stay away from those people. Come on, somebody. Don't go there. Don't engage in that. And here's the thing you need to realize, that in regards of you anticipating things, you become part of the fulfillment of everybody else's anticipation as you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. In other words, here's what I mean by that. People start praying and they're looking for an answer to prayer and they're anticipating God moving. Guess what? You're the answer to their prayer. You're the fulfillment of their anticipation. Another thing is the Holy Spirit, He will abide in you. There's all kinds of scriptures, but 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? He dwells in you. John chapter 4, verse 14. Whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. You are a fountain of water of the Holy Spirit, so to speak. He lives in you. He abides in you. It means you're never alone. Loneliness has become a plague in this world. So many people feel alone. Feel like they have nobody. They could be in a crowd like here tonight and they feel absolutely alone. You're never alone. You say, Well, then why do I feel like I'm alone? Because you've believed a lie. You believed a trick of the enemy. The Bible says that he will never leave you, he'll never forsake you, he'll stick closer than a brother. Come on, church. All God wants from us in an order for these blessings and promises to be ours, is it to anticipate? And when you do, God He will occupy, He will encompass, He will teach, He will inspire, He will abide in you. Listen, <coughs> I, I, we are people of faith. We operate in the substance of things hoped for, and we believe in the evidence of things not seen. We live in the realm of faith. The rest of the world does not live there. That's why we look crazy to them. Because they don't understand the supernatural reality of things. But we are people that live and operate in the realm of a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's what we anticipate. I want to bring this thing to a close. I know many people... (coughs) Lately in our church, there just seems to be, last several weeks, feelings of being let down. People that have had unmet expectation. They felt hurt. Their faith has been shaking. And they've sat back and they've wandered and they said, God, we've been faithful for so long, but I don't know what to do anymore. I, I, I feel like just pitching in the towel. I feel like that every time I expect something, nothing ever comes through. And I want to ask you tonight for just one more time. Tonight, will you believe God just one more time? Will you anticipate that God is going to do something just one more time? I love, I want to mention it again, I love the anticipation of the teenagers. And especially even the kids camp, those that went to kids camp. I was talking to Luke and Lily before they went off to teen camp. And I would ask them questions. you all excited? you excited about camp? Oh, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, of course we're excited. Why? Why are you excited about camp? Because we know what it's going to be like. We know what the services are going to be like. We know that God's going to move. We know when we go there, the Holy Spirit's going to And they would just start talking like this. We know that God's going to be there when we go. And it built this level of anticipation. So they went, guess what? God showed up and he answered their prayer. The same can happen to us tonight. Come on. The problem of it is... Adults, we've we've went through so much life, real life. Let me just tell you, teenagers today, they all go through real life. Come on. They all go through real life today. But you get older, you go out into the real world, as they say. We get jaded. And we lose our innocence. And we lose our simple faith in the things of God. That's the difference whenever you see kids go to kids' camp and you see teenagers go to their camp because how are they doing it? They're going with the faith like a child. And because they're going in with the faith like a child, God shows up. But somewhere along the line, we adults, we get older, we get jaded, we go through circumstances, we go through hardships. We no longer approach God with a sense of innocence and a sense of just the faith of a child. We start giving God a list of reasons why he can't come through for us. We tell God more reasons why he can't fix our problems than what we expect him and how he can fix our problems. Am I making sense? But you tell these little kids that go off to kids' camp, if they're excited about church, church camp, absolutely, because there's a sense of faith. They anticipate God to move, and he does. They have a level of anticipation. I'm going to ask the church to stand tonight, if you would. <clears throat> We've got a good crowd in here tonight. And some of you... I want to just get nitty-gritty for just a moment. I'm not trying to be up in anybody's business. But some of you come in with a jaded view of God, with a hard view of God. You love Him. You come to church. You're faithful in your attendance. You, you pay your time. You do all these things. But there's that part of you in your heart, if you'll be honest, there's that part of you where you're saying, you know, that's, that's just, you know, that, that's just like little kid stuff. I'll, I'll let them be excited about it. I got work to do. I got a family to raise. I, 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 I got to deal with these problems. I, I've got to handle all this to Josh. I, I, I ain't got time for all that kind of, you know, pie in the sky stuff. And we go through this and, and you live in a realm where instead of allowing a supernatural God that wants to come in and give you a supernatural solution, we've shut Him out. We've we've gone through a level of routine, but we've not allowed the Holy Spirit to really come and give us breakthrough. And I just want to give you an invitation tonight. But here's the stipulation of the invitation. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is you're enduring, whatever it is you're suffering through, I'm just going to invite whoever. This is open for whoever wants to come. Whatever your situation. We're going to pray with you. But when you come, I want to challenge you to get some anticipation that God's going to move in your situation. And let me just tell you something. Come up here like a little kid. Come up here just expecting that you have a good father that loves you. And that if he sent... Your, your elder spiritual brother, Jesus, to die for you. He loves you that much that Jesus died for you. And according to the word of God, he will give you all good things in addition to him. You say, now, Josh, you're over talking. that's nice word, friend. Look it up. That, that same God that loves you that much, he is gonna move. But you got to anticipate it and you got to make room for it. See so how do you do that? You do it by faith. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm giving this invitation right now, no matter what you, who you are and what you're going through, let your anticipation build. You say, Josh, how do I do? Ask him. I say, Lord, I, I, I just, you know, I'm just at a place I don't expect much anymore. Forgive me. Forgive me of that. Now, God, I feel this in my soul. I feel this in my spirit right now some of you the moment you step out of your seat that is you representing anticipation start moving right now whoever you are, whatever it's about yes sir, right there who else, yes ma'am who else, come on, yes one come on anticipate it where's the teenagers y'all plowed ground tonight where y'all at you help me preach this thing whether you know it or not. Come expecting, like a little just come up here like a little kid. God, I don't know how you're going to do it. But I know you're good and I know you're going to do it. Start quoting the word to him. This is heavy. Some of this is heavy stuff. Some of you say, "Josh, I need I need some 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 faith. I need some strong faith to help me." Believe for, I know, and God is so good. Come on, every hand raised. Come on, especially those that are up here. Several have come, many have come. Is there more? Yes. Come on. We're going to hold just a moment.